Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady back on. We've had her on before. Just saw you recently at Mar-a-Lago. It's Anna Paulina Luna running for District 13 Republican in the great state of uh, Florida. Anna, how are you? Good to see you. Very happy to be back, Joe. Now, I don't want to mispronounce it. I'm saying Anna because I'm a typical American. Do we say Anna or Anna? I go by Anna, but I, okay. mean, I respond to either or. No, no. Do we say Anna Paulina every time or just Anna? Just Anna. Pauline is my middle name. Well, say, we've known each other like years, and I, I still wasn't clear on that. Thank you for clearing that up for me. All right. Uh, uh, Anna Polina Luna, she's running District 13 Republican, great state of Florida, the Clearwater Beach area, you're telling me, right? Right. So we're predominantly Pinellas County. Okay. Really, with redistricting, the new district goes all the way up to Tarpon Springs. So if you know where the sponge docks are, those are now in Florida 13. But we actually split St. Pete in half. So Florida 13 is now an open red seat. Oh, wow. That's awesome. This is a brand new seat? Uh, it's not brand new. It was just redistricted to really what it looked like previous to uh, 2018. So okay. the 2016 era. Yeah. We had you on before when you ran last time. You got close. I think you did great. And you opened a lot of eyes and really educated a lot of people about who you are and why it was important to understand um, that Floridians and Hispanics, to be to be honest, are really way more conservative than we thought. I want to get into that in a second, but before I do that, it'd be remiss if I didn't say, are you and yours okay after Ian? Because we actually had this scheduled a week ago, or even more than that, but Ian was like barreling in. How are you guys? Yeah, we actually, Ian, for the most part, missed us. I mean, we had a little bit of a debris cleanup, but I mean, it's nothing compared to what our neighbors south of us went through. As you know, Ian, for a very long time, was actually projected to hit Pinellas County as ground zero, and then at the last minute, it actually turned and hit that Fort Myers area, right. Sanibel Island. So we've been able to actually do some relief efforts to really help our neighbors down south. But you know what's crazy is during that entire time, Democrats, of course, were trying to politi- uh, politicize it and actually use it to hit DeSantis, when in reality it actually worked to the opposite effect. And frankly, I think a lot of Democrats will be voting for Governor DeSantis because of his response. Well, I think you're right. I mean, he had the he had the state on the ready for sure. We knew that it was coming. Uh, he, he dropped all the politics and was reaching out to the White House Eventually, Biden got back to him, but then yeah. Biden shows up, uh, uh, Anna, and he says, oh, we now know climate change. Listen, I grew up in South Florida. I've been through many hurricanes. It happens. It's a natural thing. Um, I, as a news anchor, I covered many hurricanes. It, this is not something that's abnormal. In fact, we're seeing way fewer hurricanes than when I was a kid. So the idea that climate change has anything to do with it is stupid. But even that being said, how did you feel when you saw the president of the United States who was there just to roll his sleeves up and say, hey, we're here for you, taking that opportunity to make politics out of it? I thought that was kind of sick. I mean, it's not the first time that really Biden has done that, especially especially to Floridians. Yeah. You know, during COVID-19, he was actually withholding the Regeneron treatment and they were trying to put New York on a pedestal with COVID response when in actuality, after, you know, COVID really subsided, you actually saw that the state of Florida actually did better than most blue states that were locking down and really, um, especially with the older population. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people that are going to just look at the headlines and not actually look at what the policy and response was from Governor DeSantis. But as we're seeing right now, I mean, like I said, you know, Biden did say that he was willing to work with DeSantis, which obviously anyone in their right mind should work with DeSantis, especially being that he's the governor of Florida. But for a lot of Democrats, when they heard that, they realized that maybe DeSantis isn't so bad. So they're actually going to be voting for him, which is why you're seeing that surge in popularity for Governor DeSantis coming into the midterms. There was a piece of video last week, and it's, it's Anna Polina Luna. She's running for District 13 Republican, great state of Florida. If you're in the Clearwater, um, um, it's Clearwater Beach, right? If you're in that yes. area, uh, make sure that you go and vote for her. She's got, really has been on the scene probably two or three years now, maybe even longer than that. And you really have educated people on who you are. I hope that they'll go and vote for 
for you. I saw this piece of video, a couple of black guys who were walking around saying, I'm a Democrat, but you, and they're cursing a little bit. I'm going to vote for DeSantis. You're going to be out of your mind if you think I'm not going to vote for DeSantis after we saw what he's done for us. Kept gas prices down, kept us healthy, kept the state open. I mean, Democrats really, or historic Democrats, whether they be black or Hispanic or even Italian like me, um, uh, they historically will just get in line and vote the way grandma and grandpa voted. But now they're opening their eyes saying, look, the D and the R doesn't matter. What matters is how is my life today? Exactly. We're actually seeing that, especially in my district up in the Tarpon Springs area, there's a lot of those moderate, almost Kennedy era Democrats that you really don't find anymore. Uh, But they are voting conservative. They're actually even voting for me. And so you'll find that because of the Democrat Party's very staunchly progressive platform right now, a lot of Democrats are saying, hey, look, we can't we don't align with this anymore. We're going to vote for the Republicans because this is just unhinged behavior. Can you believe how close it was to you guys getting Andrew Gillum as your governor? I mean, he got a lot, he had millions of votes, and that guy was just a mess. I can't I believe, mean, well, why do you think it was that close? Was it because of what I said a little while ago that historically, well, I think I'm supposed to vote Democrat? I mean, I think it was a little bit of that, but I also think that the media was really vicious uh, running the attack ads and the lies really against Governor DeSantis. You know, he had made a statement. It was an analogy and they took it out of context and were implying that it was a racist comment that he made, which it wasn't. But the fact is, is that so many people, again, they look into the headlines. I mean, the same thing happened with President Trump, right? I mean, when when people were trying to say that Trump said that all Hispanics are rapists, he never said that, but they went and clipped certain comments and they try to make it look like something that it wasn't. So unfortunately, that's something that as conservatives, especially that we face from the leftist controlled media. But I mean, I'm seeing it on the ground here in Pinellas County. And as you know, we were a bellwether district. We're now a red county because Governor DeSantis really and his policy encouraged so many people to come to Florida from places like California, New York, that simply didn't want to uh, to deal with the liberal policies there. So I say that not only is he America's governor, but he's also the greatest real estate agent in the country. (laughs) That's true. It's uh, Ana Paulina Luna. Go to our website right now. Vote com. do that right now and um and and go support her even if you're not in florida like i'm in texas i know that that robert francis o'rourke calls himself beto for some <laughs> reason that that guy's getting a lot of california money he's getting a lot of illinois money getting a lot of new york money new jersey money are is the democrat in your district getting the same are they getting that outside money as well and and hopefully you're getting some outside money too when people realize how good you'd be for that district Yeah, so my Democrat opponent is actually a Obama appointee, and he's getting a ton of money actually from the Obama administration. I actually pulled his filings because I was kind of just curious. And he's getting money from Eric Swalwell. You know who Eric Swalwell is, the Fang Fang. Yes. Yeah, he's getting money from him. He's getting money from Joe Biden for America. I mean, Nancy Pelosi's people. And so when I say I'm literally running against one of the most well-funded Democrats in the state of Florida, he's up there. But you know what money he's not getting is he's not getting money of patriots. And so I'm very proud to say that I've actually received more small dollar donations than the Republicans and the Democrats combined here in Pinellas County. And my average donation is 13 bucks. So I really am a true populist. I am for the people. But more importantly, I'm not controlled by special interests, which is, I think, what we need more of in Washington, D.C. Go to our website right now, voteonapaulina.com, and it's Anapolina uh, Luna. Um, do me a favor. Fill me in on what you think the tipping point was. As I said, I grew up in South Florida, so I grew up around Dominicans and Cubans and, and Puerto Ricans and so on. They were some of my best friends. Um, and, and I remember the Chrome Detention Center when, when Fidel Castro let all the prisoners go from Cuba. Um, but still, still, the Democrats were reliant on the vote from Hispanics in Florida. What was the tipping point? Because I live in Texas now, as you know, and the Rio Grande Valley voted for Trump overwhelmingly in 2020. 
I think I know the tipping point here is because we've got the longest border in the country and people are flooding into somebody's yard and killing their cattle and, and, and they're, they're breaking into their homes. So we've got a real you know, problem. What is it in Florida? What, what was the tipping point? I think it's multifaceted, really, because it seemed like previous to 2016, really, when Trump ran, it was almost as if Republicans forgot how to do outreach to the Hispanic demographic. So it was like Democrats thought that they controlled that vote. Exactly right. When actuality, I don't think that they did. You know, if you pull up footage from Obama's first term, you actually can hear him say, hey, don't come here illegally. You're going to get hurt in the process. Yes. Um, obviously, I'm kind of, you know, uh, summarizing that. But he said that. And the fact is, is that most Democrats really did agree with border security up until 2016. And what you see after 2016 is this trend line of Hispanics really becoming the largest voting minority in the country. And that stat can be found on PewHispanic.org. Now, Hispanics as of 2020 are the largest voting minority in the country, specifically those of Mexican descent. So what I think it was is that the Democrats really tried to pander and they try to use open borders in an effort to gain the Hispanic vote, specifically the Mexican-American vote. And what they didn't realize is that that was going to backfire because most Mexican-Americans, most Hispanic-Americans as a whole are small business owners. We care about our children greatly, but we also are, you know, religious people of faith. You know, I was raised Catholic on my yeah. mom's side and a Messianic Jew on my father's side and Christian. So, you know, when you see those traditional values, that doesn't align with the Democrat Party platform. You know, um, these transitioning surgeries for children, the hypersexualization so of kids in the education system, you know, the removal of parents in replace and replacing a big government, those are not something that you do to a Hispanic family. And so you are going to see this pushback. Now, the one concerning thing is that big tech has lined with the Democrat machine and they're trying to now label anyone who puts out conservative information as conspiracy theorists and putting out disinformation. So it's incredibly important, especially as an elected official, that regardless of me being here in Pinellas County, I understand my, you know, it's about my constituents first and foremost, but I also understand that I have a national platform and that there might be people in Texas or Arizona or, you know, New Mexico listening to what I have to say. And so I'm very quick, especially on these issues to respond and you can see that recently with Nancy Pelosi's comment calling us all crop pickers. Can you believe that? That was stunning. Don't send them to Martha's Vineyard. We need them to go pick the crops. I mean, and we had Jill Biden here in San Antonio say that you guys are a bunch of breakfast tacos. So yeah. it, it, does, it doesn't make any sense. I love what you said. I, I think you're absolutely right. The Democrats assumed that because you're Hispanic or Latina, then you automatically want everybody to flood across the border illegally. That was never the case. I mean, no. people who are here either legally or are American citizens who happen to be Hispanic, they don't want crime. They don't want people to be raped on the way from Venezuela by the cartels. They don't want drug cartels to get fentanyl across the border. I, I'm, I'm so glad that so many Hispanics woke up. But, but again, I mean, was it really? I mean, I think you're right. 2016, when people started taking sides, when, when Trump said, we're going to stop the criminals from coming, the Democrats doubled down that Ana Polina Luna should hate Trump. And they were yeah, wrong. I they really did. In fact, that's actually when I started getting political and I realized, you know, I come from the world of counter trafficking. OK, so I was yes. simply just talking about the facts. I wasn't talking about parties or anything else. And I realized that people when I said, you know, I agree with at the time candidate Trump and his stance on immigration and border security, they're calling me, you know, everything. You know, I, I am lighter skinned. And so there was a huge focus on me. They, they were saying that I was a coconut which Come means on. that you're white on the inside and brown on the outside. Stop but like, it. you know, I'm serious. Like that was like derogatory terms that people were using. But the fact is, is that, you know, I am part white. I'm part Hispanic. I'm not going to hate my white side because of the fact that I'm Hispanic and I'm not going to hate my Hispanic side because I'm white. So, yes. you know, people like myself, 
when we break those stereotypes of identity politics that the Democrats try to box us into, they kind of don't know what to do with us. So do they make us a big deal and elevate the platform or do they completely ignore us? And so you're kind of seeing that response right now. Look at what they're doing to Myra Flores. I mean, they kind of don't know how to to, to deal with it. And so I think, you know, it also helped that President Trump was really putting out information on his platforms. You know, people liked to talk the bit, the most smack. They said that they didn't like how he tweeted. I love how he tweeted because he was honest. You know, yes. He put it out there. And frankly, the last thing you really want is a politician that's perfect and not telling you what they're really thinking. Those are the worst ones. Right. And so he was out there honest, owning it. And really, frankly, people like President Trump were the reason why people like Russia didn't go into Ukraine. And I think we could use a little bit more Trump right now. It's Anna Polina Luna. Go to um, voteanapolina.com. Go support her candidacy, no matter where you happen to be. We're on 170 stations now, and people are watching from all over the place, too. Go and support her candidacy. I I love that you brought up uh, uh, Myra Flores. She's right down the road here in Texas. Cassie Garcia also is here. You, of course. Monica Dela Cruz. You're out there uh, getting it done. Young Latinas are out there changing the world. And why Why I say that is the Democrats don't know what to do with you. You're not Latina enough. Uh, you're not talking about tacos enough. You don't love everybody coming here illegally. You're, you're turning your back on your own people. None of that's working, Anna. None of that's working. People are, are listening to what you're saying, understand you love the country. I mean, two of the women that I mentioned are married to Border Patrol agents, for God's yeah. sake. So they, they know firsthand. You know firsthand for ser- from serving our country and, and from the knowledge that you have as well. I mean, you, it's got to be a good feeling. I know it's frustrating, and I know that these Dems are nuts. I know that it's driving you crazy some days. But when you go to bed at night, you got to think to yourself, man, I am so under their skin. They don't know what to do with me. And, and that's really, I, that's the best thing, isn't it? I mean, it is. You know, what I've really been finding, though, is I actually am enjoying breaking out of kind of the echo chamber, and I'm actually opening up my platform. And I will tell these leftist reporters, I said, look, you know, MSNBC, if you want to do an interview, Fine, but I'm recording the conversation too, so you can't take what I say out of context. Perfect. And to my credit and to their credit, they're actually, you know, putting what I have to say on television, and that means that we're reaching different audiences. So it does, it is interesting to kind of see the double standard that exists. I can tell you that my opponent, the Democrat that I'm running against, you know, he was calling me supreme extreme. And I was like, that sounds like a, he's like making fun of me, like almost like a Taco Bell ad. I Googled it. It's like actually a form of guacamole. And so the fact is, is that these people, I mean, I don't know if they're what? tone deaf. Yes, yes. He's literally referring to me as a brand of guacamole. So I actually posted that, and then he got pretty quiet for a little bit, and then he's back up with these attackers. But, you know, it just doesn't work because the fact is is that it's not extreme to love children, yes. okay? It's not extreme to stand for life. It's not extreme to want a stable economy, and it's definitely not extreme to want security. I think if you live in a house with doors, those are all some basic principles. You know, if you love this country and you just want to kind of keep government out of your life and, and have a good life, that's kind of a basic principle. So, I mean, I have a very realistic approach. I'm a very normal person. I'm not from a political family. I'm not from money. You know, I come, I've worked really hard to get where I'm at. I'm a service member or former service member. And so for me, this is really about, I think, leaving the United States back in a better condition than we found it and yes. really helping to correct a lot of what identity politics has done to destroy this country. One last question, maybe a minute left with uh, Anna Polina Luna. Go to voteanapolina.com. Let's just talk quickly on the economy. Let's say you win. I hope to God you do. We're going to do all we can to make sure that you do. And you go to Washington, D.C. You're facing Nancy Pelosi and Swalwell and Adam Schiff and all these Jerry Nadler people there. Um, How do you make positive change? How do you make the people in your community understand, I'm going to go there and stop the out-of-control spending. I'm going to go there and make sure that we do shore up our security. I'm going to go there and, and, and stop this radical left leftist movement. Can you assure them of that? 
Yeah, in fact, I'm very honored to say that I've been asked to enjoy and um, to join the Freedom Caucus. Love it. And that was co-founded by Governor DeSantis. But, you know, Jim Jordan, uh, Lauren Boebert, Byron Donalds, there's a lot of good people in the Freedom Caucus. And, you know, the Freedom Caucus is kind of the moral backbone of Washington, D.C. I really do hope to co-sponsor a bill and push a bill to balance the budget. Yes. But also to, you know, you're right, the out of spending is as a result, we're seeing it right now with the inflation in the economy. And there's a lot of young people that are going to be responsible for picking up that tab. And so I really hope that people can just understand that I'm going there, not necessarily to be everyone's best friend, because there's a lot of people that won't like me because I'm going to stand strong in my convictions. But just know that I'm going to be going to join a great group of people that will help get this country back on track. I love it. Very, very well said. I pray to God that you you get the win here. It's District 13 nominee, Republican nominee for uh, for the great state of Florida, Ana Polina Luna. Go and support her right now. Vote AnnaPolina.com. Follow her everywhere. She's on social media everywhere. We follow each other and I appreciate that. Thank you for coming back, my friend. And let, let's go ahead and take this home, okay? Thank you. All right, appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. I appreciate Anna Polina Luna coming on. Hopefully she'll win Florida 13. We'll get the house back in a big, big way. I just want to get it back a little bit. I want to get it back in a big way and really send a message to, to Brandon. Um, if I say Brandon, the people think that I'm messing it up that I don't know that it's Biden. I'm just wondering. Just, just asking. You know what I mean, Carrie? No, they probably will. No. Uh, I know Our that John Federer called him Bin. Called him Bin. Yeah, today. I heard that. That's yeah. a, a different... Yeah, he was what? asked if Biden should run again in 24. He said, listen, that's really up to him. Uh, you know, it's up to Ben. What else, Ben? I don't know what to even make of the guy anymore, this guy Fetterman. Oh. Now, early word is, and I will check out the uh, the videos tonight, maybe bring you some of it tomorrow, but early, early word is J.D. Vance is smoking Ryan right now in Ohio in this debate. They've got a debate going on right now, and he's just really smoking them. That's what I'm hearing. We'll check it out tonight. And uh, we'll do our best to, to bring some video tomorrow. I'd like to get J.D. Vance on the program. That'd be kind of nice, too. Uh, keep it right here. Case Smythe next hour. Lots more to come. 888-941-PAGS. Go to JoePags.com. Send up for the social media. Scroll down to the bottom and make sure you click on contact. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pags Show.